Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Hey, what's going on? It's Devin. Just checking in to see if you bought tickets to the Bay's live show yet. It's going to be the evening of Friday, April 26th in San Francisco's Mission District. And I hear that it's going to be amazing. You can still get tickets by going online to kqed.org slash the Bay. There's also a link on your phone in our episode notes. Of all the housing bills that have a chance of remaking how Bay Area cities look and feel, Senate Bill 50 that passed out of committee this week is the mother of all mothers. And it's controversial as hell. This would destroy my suburban single family, one home per lot neighborhood. It's almost as if we're setting our cities up to fail. Anybody under $20,000 is not going to afford this housing that you're going to build. This is the second year Senator Scott Wieners introduced a bill that would allow taller apartment buildings and condos near transit centers and job hubs. Wiener is not getting a lot of love from his old colleagues on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. So why does he think the bill is going to pass this time around? I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. real meat behind this is to mandate that taller housing be allowed near these job centers, these transit sites. And the potential is absolutely there for this to really change the landscape of what housing looks like in the state. Guy Marzarati is a reporter for KQED's Politics and Government Desk. How big of a bill is this for housing in California? Oh, it's huge. It's incredibly controversial. And this kind of effort has never been done before. Good afternoon. So this week was the much-anticipated return of Scott Wiener's bill. This time it's in the form of Senate Bill 50. And it gets the first hearing in the Senate Housing Committee. Welcome, everyone, to the first Senate Housing Committee of the year where we're hearing bills. Tell me about that committee. What happened? The most noticeable thing, the hearing starts, and Scott Wiener is now the chair of the Senate Housing Committee. So overseeing it. Overseeing it. If folks could please turn off your cell phones and if you're so right away, that kind of guaranteed or, or made it very likely that this bill was at least going to advance further than it did last gotcha. year, right off the bat. He runs the committee. He should be able to get that bill out. Um, colleagues, today I'm here to present Senate Bill 50, uh, the More Homes Act. What did he change about the bill? The gist of it is essentially the same. SB 50 sets basic standards for zoning near high-quality public transportation and in job centers requiring cities to allow taller buildings uh, near transit, four and five story buildings uh, at a minimum. But there's a lot of changes that he made to make it more palatable to low-income tenants, uh, low-income residents. SB 50 requires that affordable housing be a part of new developments. 
There was huge areas that he is uh, exempted from the bill's requirements for five years. Um, these are places in the Bay Area like East Oakland, uh, East San Jose, Bayview Hunters Point. SB 50 defers implementation of the bill for five years in what we call in the bill quote-unquote sensitive communities, defined as neighborhoods with significant low-income populations with risk of displacement. He's going to let those communities take time to come up with their own plans, not necessarily follow the language of the bill. And then lastly, there's protections for renters. So if buildings, you know, if it's if renters have lived there in the last seven years, you can't, uh, you know, use this bill to get tenants out and, and to build more dense housing. So it sounds like a lot of the changes were around affordable housing and people who don't make a lot of money, who are poor. Absolutely. And I think Wiener really concentrated his efforts on how do I win over those low-income tenants and, and those advocacy groups because... At the end of the day, if you're taking over zoning control, you're not going to win over. You're not going to win them over. Yeah, you're not going to win over the local control folks. Yeah. Local control is a good thing when it delivers good results. And it usually does deliver good results. And I say this as a former local elected official. But not always. What did the affordable housing advocates say this time around? It was more of a split. And I would say, interestingly enough, many of those groups that were opposed last year this year were neutral. Good afternoon, Mariana Huerta-Jones with Alliance for Community Transit. No position, but we are part of the group of 55 organizations that expressed concerns with the bill. What was the difference in tone from the hearing last year and the hearing this year? Well, I would say among lawmakers, it was really different. Here, even legislators who I felt you know, weren't completely on board with the bill, were willing to let it advance and have, you know, future details worked out. There's Senator DeRazo, who represents uh, Los Angeles. This is about uh, areas where gentrification is already underway. She brought up a lot of the same concerns we heard last year about gentrification in low-income communities, but she voted to allow the bill to advance and hopefully have further conversations with Wiener and work out issues. I'm open to supporting uh, this bill because I I know you said several times that you're willing to continue to meet with organizations so that you can continue uh, those conversations. Last year, it was really just like, we're not willing to entertain any negotiations on this. This stops right here. This year, it was different. The Senate committee voted nine to one to move the bill forward. From here, it goes to another committee and more negotiations. This is just one committee hearing. Uh, the bill still needs to go through all these other hoops. Why does Scott Wiener think that the bill is going to pass this time around? So we talked a little bit about the policy changes to the bill. Then there are these political changes. There's the endorsements that he's been able to get on board. I think he looks at the governor's office and Governor Gavin Newsom, who has set forth really lofty goals on constructing new housing. Well, if you're going to get more housing built, you really have to change how housing is zoned for in California. Hyper-low density zoning makes it impossible for California to close our massive 3.5 million home deficit. So he sees an ally in the governor's office. If you say that you can only build one unit per parcel in the vast majority of California, you are not going to meet your housing goals. You know, often these really ambitious pieces of legislation take more than one year to get together. And I think that's why you see a year later, this bill is in far better shape than its predecessor was. Speaking of the politics, mayors from several major Bay Area cities, uh, Oakland, San Jose, San Francisco, are all supporting SB 50. But last month, several San Francisco supervisors said they don't like SB 50. So how can a state senator from San Francisco be so for a bill and its local lawmakers be against it? 
Welcome to the the divisive world of San Francisco politics. <laughs> I think, you know, we're seeing this actually outside of San Francisco cities around the state. We have mayors. You mentioned uh, Libby Schaff and Sam Licardo in the Bay Area. San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner, also a supporter of this bill. I think you've seen a split from mayors who have more, maybe more of a bird's eye view in wanting to spur development in their cities. Um, a you know, coming out on a different side than local council members who really are the first line of democratic defense, right? If a resident is upset about the way a neighborhood is changing and increased density in the neighborhood, they're going to go to that city council member. They may vote out that city council member. So those so those uh, council members and supervisors, they've been against this bill and, and a lot of local government advocates who feel like this is power being taken away from them. So it sounds like Scott Weiner has support from this bird's eye view. Right. And I think even in San Francisco, you know, there's a traditional moderate versus more progressive split. You're going to have moderates in support of this bill in support of uh, getting more housing built around transit. And you're going to have supervisors who maybe represent areas that don't want to have uh, more housing. They're going to oppose this bill. Karen Klinger, local real estate broker. This would destroy my suburban Single family, one home per lot neighborhood. You guys need to go out here and live and see how it is. You try to put all these places here, but you have a lot of people that are going to be out of place. Uh, David Jones of half the city of Pasadena. Uh, we met with the senator. Uh, Pasadena's done the right thing, and uh, we still oppose the bill. I wonder how much power that bird's eye view and lawmakers on a bigger level um, have over the smaller cities. I mean, it's going to be really contentious, and those local governments and local control advocates are going to fight this tooth and nail. But as they have with previous legislation we've seen in the last few years, that has passed in Sacramento. That's interesting because what this bill is trying to do is take away local control and give power to the state. But a Bay Area housing group known as CASA has gotten Scott Weiner to actually exempt some neighborhoods from the bill. And what CASA is doing is trying to keep some kind of regional control in a way. Right. And this actually, this SB 50, the ideas around it were one of the pieces that were within CASA's plan. So CASA drew up this map of areas uh, in the Bay Area where they feel like are at risk of gentrification and where this bill should not apply. So East Oakland, East San Jose, Bayview Hunters Point, and Scott Wiener adopted the map into the bill. So those those areas in the Bay Area will be exempt for five years from the legislation and be allowed to kind of work out their own uh, ideas to increase density. What do you know about which neighborhoods or which areas are more likely to be developed? So I think this is a... Uh, an open question and one that the bill itself won't resolve, right? This bill deals with housing law, but it doesn't dictate how the housing economy will work. It's still at the behest of developers to decide where they want to develop and how to develop. And I was reading this interesting study that UC Berkeley published looking at different neighborhoods and maybe how Senate Bill 50 would apply within those neighborhoods. In the Bay Area, Menlo Park and Fruitvale. And they found basically that even if you are allowing more dense development in Fruitvale, it still may not pencil out for developers. Meanwhile, in Menlo Park, there's a tremendous capacity and a tremendous appetite potentially for taller development and an ability for developers to make tons of money and a great return on taller development in Menlo Park. So what it showed was even if this bill is passed and it's allowed, there may be certain areas where developers still say, I may not get that much of a return by building more densely here. California cities have controlled housing zoning for generations, but we've seen kind of a momentum shift in Sacramento where lawmakers are feeling 
kind of more energized to take on that power, take on that responsibility, because they feel like a lot of these local communities may be uh, standing in the way of the state developing more and getting out of this housing crisis. So I think there is an avenue and there certainly is an appetite. Hi, my name is Olga Milan Howells and now I live in Marine County. Every time I, my caregiver tells me I need to move out again and again, my heart skips a beat. I have an 87-year-old mother and two children and all of our moms. We all talked about it and we'll feel we need to provide housing for our caregivers. Thank you. Later this month, Scott Wiener's bill is going to head to the Senate Governance Committee, which is chaired by Mike McGuire from the North Bay. McGuire actually has his own bill to increase housing density, which is way less aggressive than Scott Wiener's bill. McGuire says the two are going to try to compromise before Wiener's bill goes before his committee on April 24th. Guy Marzorati reports for KQED's Politics and Government Desk. You can read his stories at kqed.org. The Bay was produced this week by Amanda Font, Peter Arcuni, and our editor, Erica Aguilar. The KQED leadership team includes Vinnie Tong, Julie Kane, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That is it for The Bay. I'll talk to you Monday. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.